welcome to the West Cheltenham podcast. We want to see communities and places buzzing with the extraordinary presence of Jesus. Join us live on YouTube every Sunday at 10.30am. We really hope you enjoy this message. Hi everyone. Wow, what a morning. What you can't see going on here is the amazing job that Paul is doing behind the scenes here. So he started at St. Mark's Church. The internet didn't work. Rod Zoom raced over there to see if they could get into a different um, room and see what they could do about that. They couldn't do that. So Paul has driven home and he's now creating the service on the fly as we go. So um, thank you, Paul, for doing that. It's, it, 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 none of you can see what's going on behind the scenes, but it's a very impressive operation, I have to say. So I feel as though I need to take a deep breath. So let's just pray together. Um, and then I'll start. And ironically, I'm going to be talking about rest. So here we go. Lord, we thank you that you are God. You are above all things. You are greater than all things. You're the beginning and the end. You're the alpha and the omega. You're the one who writes it out and finishes what you begin. You're the morning sunrise and you're the evening, you're the night, you're the day, and you're the wind that blows through our lives. And Holy Spirit, we just invite you now to be with us. We pray that you'd speak to us and that we'd hear your still small voice of thunder in our hearts. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. So, the passage today, one thing before I start, don't get preoccupied with the fact that they entered the desert of sin, because sin in this context is just the name of the desert they were in. It's not it's not any big um, kind of hidden message or anything. But basically, the children of Israel were out of lockdown. Lockdown had finished. They were, they'd been in a different kind of lockdown than we've been in, but they'd been in lockdown over 400 years. So it was quite a long one for them. And now they're out. So they're, they're out of lockdown. Their dreams have come true. They're free. And they enter the desert and they're free. Um, at last. Thank goodness for that. It's over. Um, and this passage that we're looking at together today is the pivot point in this journey where they've come out of lockdown. They've entered the new desert. It's complete, they're free, and suddenly real life bites. Real life, everyday life. And it's not quite as fun as they imagined. It's not quite as good. Life is often like that, isn't it? We, we think, we feel like if only we could have the next thing, if only we could have that pay rise, if only we could have that different house, if only we could have that relationship, if only we could have, if only we could have, if only we could have, and yet, when we get there, life's life in the end, isn't it? And it still carries on. So for the children of Israel, they were in this state. And they sat around and they said, maybe it was better. Maybe we should never have hoped for this. And God sets his provision for them in their new reality. 
and he sets his provision and creates a practice for them that is rooted in who he was in right from the beginning of the bible it's rooted in his character and it's a practice and it's a behavior that runs through the whole bible that jesus reinforced and that then the rest of the bible describes and one of the things that rod and i were talking about earlier on that i don't think you could hear is the fact that we've got a series running in our sunday mornings which is about the children of israel coming out from egypt and we, in our hubs, we're talking about the practices that Jesus put into his life. And today, those two things come together as we look at this chapter in Exodus 16. And the principles that God set up for them and his provision for them were quite simple. Number one, you're going to have to work for it. Number two, it's one day at a time. Don't get preoccupied with the way that God will provide for you in the future. Don't get preoccupied with what's happened in the past. He gives you enough for today. And Jesus said, didn't he? Just focus on today. Just be in the present and look for God's provision for you today. It's one day at a time. And how many of us have experienced in that, that in our lives? So it's work. It's one day at a time. But it's also rest. So six days of work, six days of like life, one day of rest. And it's funny, isn't it, how our lives, I don't know about you, but God's been speaking to me about my life mushing up all of these things. And yet God set them out and he set them out in a way that Jesus said was created for our benefit. So in Mark, Jesus says Sabbath was created for man. It was created for our benefit. So God sets up this, these principles of life for our well-being. Thank you, Lord. So I just wanted to talk this morning about Sabbath. Sabbath is a funny, it's a funny concept, isn't it? And to this day, Sabbath is practiced by the Jewish people. And we're called to practice Sabbath too. And it's a really interesting thing with Sabbath because it's one of the Ten Commandments. It's in there with don't kill, don't commit adultery, don't lie, all these things. And keep the Sabbath is there. And yet for me, it's one that I haven't always kept, to be honest. And I haven't always worried about it. And the Lord's taking me on a journey at the moment. And actually, interestingly, I think he's taking a lot of churches on this journey all around the world around what are these principles and sabbath is one of those principles and the interesting thing about sabbath is that it is in the 10 commandments but when the 10 command the 10 commandments were given in exodus and they were reinforced in Levit in deuteronomy rather and the reason for giving keeping the sabbath was given in both but different reasons were given in each so why do we keep the Sabbath? The first reason, which is the reason that's given in Exodus, is because God did it. God did it. So we should do it. And actually, God didn't keep the Sabbath because he was exhausted. He didn't keep the Sabbath because he got to the sixth day and he thought, wow, I am absolutely shattered with all of that creation. I just need to put my feet up and have a spa day. That wasn't what God was doing. 
he was okay. He kept the Sabbath because he just wanted to enjoy what he'd created. It was all about delight. It was all about creation. It was all about his redemptive creative power. And the first reason for keeping the Sabbath is to enjoy God and to enjoy the world that he's given us. That's it. No other reason. It's to put us in pace with God. That's the way that God behaves. And when the Jewish people kept the Sabbath, keep the Sabbath, what they do is they light two candles. So on the evening of the Sabbath, they light two candles and it remembers the two commandments and the reasons. So the first commandment is to keep the Sabbath to be in tune with God. So they light a candle. And I'm going to paraphrase, but effectively, as they light that candle, they say, we choose to live our life in step with God. We choose to live our life in tune with his creative, redemptive power. That's how we choose to live our life. I light my first candle because I choose to live my life in step with God. And I choose to create a moment in my week that refuses to see time commodified into money. Time is not money. I choose to recognize time as a gift from God that I will enjoy, that my family will enjoy, will enjoy beauty, will enjoy creation and will enjoy God. That's the first command. The second time Sabbath is given is, is in Deuteronomy. And in Deuteronomy, God says, keep the Sabbath as an act of resistance. Keep the Sabbath as an act of resistance against the world. He says, remember that you are not slaves. You're not slaves to this world. So the second candle is lit for Sabbath. And the second candle says, I'm not a slave to this world. I light this candle and I keep this Sabbath because I'm not defined by the world. The world defines us by what we buy, what we consume, what we produce, how much we're paid, how old we are, what demographic we are, where we live, what postcode we are. The world defines us by all of those things, but we're not defined by that. God said, keep the Sabbath as an act of resistance. It's a day where you don't see somebody as some uh, other people as something you can get something from. You don't consume. You just see them as human beings created by God. It's a day where you're not defined by how you what you do as a job. You're not defined by whether you're retired. You're not defined by how what your body looks like. You're defined by God. And it's a day to mark our act of resistance against the world's definition of us.
So those are the two reasons to keep the Sabbath. So what do we do on the Sabbath? And we're going to be looking at this a little bit more de- in a little bit more detail in our hubs in a couple of weeks time. But so if you're not in that, join because it's going to be really interesting. But the Sabbath has four meanings in the Bible. One is stop. It's then rest, delight and worship. Stop, rest, delight, worship. Stop working. Don't working. I've been trying to do this. And I found that I have a almost like an impromptu thing with my thumb that I check my emails. I can't help myself on my phone. So I'm trying not to check emails on the, on the Sabbath. And it's hard. It's really hard. I have my own business. so I'm always looking to see if anybody's contacted me, seeing what's going on. But I've decided not to do it. Imagine having one day where you stopped. You didn't post any pictures on Instagram. You didn't look at Facebook. You didn't think about work. You didn't worry about work. You just stopped. And if you did that, you could rest. It's a day of rest in God's provision. God provides one day at a time and there's enough for Sabbath. One day at a time, enough for Sabbath. Every week, one day at a time. Work, 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 stop. One day of properly stopping. It's interesting, isn't it, how much we've mushed it in so we never really stop. I could go through a weekend and never really, really stop. And there was always a reason to bump the stopping. But get the chores done on Saturday. Saturday evening, Christina and I have started lighting two candles and stopping. What an extraordinary gift from God. So stop. Rest. So that's resting in God. Do the things that feed you. Just pack it the day with things that feed you. If it's reading for me, I love reading. If it's being in the garden, if it's going for a walk, if it's being in nature, if it's being with the family, do the things that feed you. Just do them. Don't be distracted. Do that. Don't feel you have to do other things. Just do the thing that feeds you, that feeds you with a sense of God's love with his provision in your life with his greatness and delight as you do it God delighted the sixth day he was looking at what he'd made and he was saying it's good it's so good it's so good and then at the heart of all of it worship and of course we live in a privileged society where we can come together on a Sunday morning, and we can recenter ourselves as a community around the throne of God, and we can worship. And at the heart of Sabbath is worship. Sabbath is not a spa day. Sabbath is a day to recenter ourselves around God, to come around His throne, and together we can do that. Won't it be great to be back together, worshiping around the throne of God, recentering ourselves? and recalibrating ourselves while the world busies itself around us, hurries past us, we stand around the throne of God and we worship our God. And he recalibrates our souls and our spirits so that we can rest and we can trust and we can stop. So that's Sabbath. 
It's a gift. It's a command. It's a gift. And it was made for us. When the Pharisees tried to beat Jesus up about doing the wrong thing on the Sabbath in Mark, Jesus said, man wasn't made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man. It was made for our well-being. So this morning, Paul Shannon has been a picture of God for us this morning. He's been creating this service in real time. What an extraordinary job he's done. So you have no idea how what he's been downloading and loading up and changing and adjusting. And sometimes life feels like that with God, doesn't it? It's like God is providing for us in real time. We wish he would give us all everything up front so that we could just be at peace and not worry. But actually, he provides real time. But in the middle of his real time provision, he says, stop. Look back at my provision. Look at the week and look how I was with you. One of the things that happened to us this week that we were talking about that I think you probably didn't hear as well is that we had our dog put down earlier in the week because he had liver failure. And it was a hard thing for us as a family. And I'm glad I didn't have to look forward to it. It just happened to us. But as I look back, I know that God was with us. He was only a dog, but we loved him. And God was with us all. And stopping and looking at God's provision, God's incredible love for us. It's a really important principle for us both as a family, as individuals, and as a church. And my prayer for all of us, my prayer for you and my prayer for me and my prayer for our kids as much as anything, is that we'll be in tune with God, we'll be in tune with his redemptive creative power, that we'll live our lives in tune and in step with God, being part of what he's doing keeping Sabbath, and also will be a people who are not defined by the, what the world says about us. I pray that for our kids, that they won't be defined by what the world says about them, that they're defined by God, and that we set up this act of resistance where we allow ourselves to delight in God, to stop, to rest, to delight, and to worship our almighty God. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. To hear more messages like this, make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, head to westchelt.org.uk or search Westchelt across social media. We love you. We can't wait to see you again. <laughs>